The following is a pre-recorded show. Welcome to Winning in Retirement with your host, Brian Akers, certified financial planner professional and founder of Akers Financial Group. Now, helping you win in your retirement, here's Brian Akers. Welcome to Winning in Retirement. I'm Brian Akers, president and founder of Akers Financial Group, and we welcome you to our show, Winning in Retirement. This radio podcast is for you, the listener, to understand the concepts of financial planning and how to apply it to your everyday life. Today's show is pretty awesome, so I had to bring off the bench one of our experts, one of our superstars, Alex Monk. Been with me 13 years. Can you believe that, Monk? Oh my gosh. So I look at the pictures when I first started and how bad my hair was. I'm so happy it's all gone now. Uh, yeah, I, we can't show you on radio what happened to his hair over those years. Maybe that is something our website should cover. But generally, uh, <laughs> I was going to try to, to make that into a tax comment, but I can't do it. Um, well, having hair is taxing, Brian. So, you know, it's a lot of work to have hair. Um, you do have to get it cut and stuff like that. And when, when you just shave everything, it, it's easy. It's your, you can do it yourself. Yeah. And that's almost the way we're going to do this radio show when it comes to taxes. The topic is called plan your taxes, don't just file. The concept's like this. You have taxes are more complex, so you, it's like having hair where you need more work than if you just shave it off. Oh, yeah. I mean, you do it yourself. You can use all types of products. You know, I don't know much about the, the hair products. You know, my wife asked me, like, what do you think about this? And I'm like, you know, I'm not really the expert in that. But if you show me your W-2. Yeah. Or if you want to know your tax bracket <laughs> or something super nerdy like that, I'm your guy. All right. So there, the first con- concept we're going to cover is this thing of, is taxes a science, just math, where you go in to see the person, you know, your tax person, and you dump it there and you walk out? Or is it an art? What's your opinion of art versus science of taxes? Well, you know, I'm not really good at either of those things. So you can't color too well. But I'm really good at gray area gray area yeah so like in taxes there's a lot of what you know you hear people talk about gray area yeah it's, well, you have to interpret right you need to interpret things and, and so apply it to that situation right. right and you know this is a it's a tough show because like everyone you know they want to listen for that one tip oh yeah i need to deduct 30 percent of my house you know but that doesn't exist right like you need a guy doing your taxes that knows stuff about you you have to actually talk to your accountant is what you're saying. Which can be painful at times. Especially n- natural accountants don't like the idea of talking. Right. Don't look them in the eyes. Just <laughs> talk to <laughs> And What was your degree, Monk? No, accounting. Accounting. Uh-huh. I thought so. <laughs> and my father was an accountant. And um, one of the things I wanted to try to explain to you is this, is that we're Acres Financial Group, but we have a company in our offices named Daniel Allen Tax. Daniel Allen Tax, A-L-A-N. That is a separate company. It's a tax preparing and bookkeeping company. We have um, three full, three, uh, two full-time tax preparers, one part-time, actually a couple part-time taxpayers, and a team of like five or six people that run Daniel Allen Tax during tax season. And we believe the, the uh, combined tax planning of that tax business and Acres Financial Group's financial planners and looking over that tax return adds a lot of value. I can't tell you how many people are just so happy to have it done in one place. Yeah. But, you know, that's not even the real value. You know, it's convenient. Yeah. But us as planners, being able to to do things proactively for your taxes, you know, we're not just spending the whole year and then at the end we're like, oh, see what we did. Our existing clients, we actually have our tax prep company 
do the estimate, right. and then they know what's coming based on the the things that we have done during the year to help your taxes do better. Right. Like you never want to sit down with your accountant and be like, I owe how much? Like you want to be like, oh, I was close or I was a little, you know, that's that's tax planning, right? Like, let's yeah. pay taxes on our terms. Yeah. So, what's happening is this: we f- we really feel like you should do a show here. It's the beginning of February. Um, it's tax time, and some of us are racing because we think we get a big refund. Some of us know we owe, so we just pile it up. The idea is this: you got to put some work into your taxes to be able to pay the least amount. So, the idea of an art to taxes is really being creative. Within what you're doing and what you, where you spend your money, where you spend your time, how you bring it all together, all very, very important things. This show is not going to be about line-by-line special deductions, but the concept of planning for taxes. Don't just file it and forget about it. Don't rush through this thing. Understand that, financial planners, we ask for tax returns, and we love to review them to see if what you tell us is reflected in the return. Right. And, you know, I, I've met with a client. Well, let's just call him Uncle Bob because he's his sure. name is Bob. Um, and I'm looking through his tax returns, right? Yeah. And I see, like, oh, you've been contributing to this IRA for you know 20-some years. Did you ever tell your accountant? <laughs> they never did, really? They never did. Oh, my goodness. So so they also never gave the form from the IRA saying how much was put into it or anything like right. that either. So, you know, in that case, like we can go back three years and, and usually change a lot of stuff. So that was a deductible IRA. They weren't taking deduction? Right. They never took the deduction. So oh I had to switch it to a non-deductible yeah. and then plan for a year where we could have a big Roth conversion before we rolled out his retirement account from a from the yeah, you, had, you, had, you had to amend 8606 forms for long term. Right. Hey, we're dropping some big numbers at you with the 8606, but imagine that the IRS has forms where you report your history. One of the forms we find missing in many returns is 8606. That's a form where you track your IRA's cost basis. So if you put money in IRA and then you don't get the deduction, if you don't do an 8606 form, what happens is you're going to pay tax on that money again later. Right. And, and you just thought, hey, I'm putting it in here. I'm, I'm getting a break on my taxes, right? You just assume that everybody well, knows. If we, if we get your break, it's good. But if you don't, like that Bob, Uncle Bob who didn't file, he didn't get a break. Right. Thus, it's a non-deductible IRA so he contribution. could have paid double tax on it if we didn't catch it. Absolutely. And so that's a small thing. But honestly, it's about what you're doing and then telling your accountant what's going on. The accountants in January send out lovely packages of information, questions based on the year before. The most important thing is to make sure you tell the accountant um, what changed. Did you buy a house? Did you move? Somebody move in? Somebody move out? Um, what's going on? Did you have extra to charity? Did you donate time to charity? Did you drive for charity? Did you, what do you do in your life? What is your thing? And understand that some of that can be tax deductible. Some of it might not be. But generally it goes like this. We want you to pay less on your taxes, and but we want you to pay the proper amount within the limit and understand your plan because it has to be part of your plan. Right. I mean... If you're just searching for the biggest refund, in in my brain, that's poor tax planning. Yeah, well, that's an advertisement. A lot of companies put out there, oh, we'll get you the biggest refund. We guarantee you the biggest refund. It's like, is that hocus pocus? How do you get extra refund? Right. I, so I know that that's just made up. What it sounds like to me is that you loan the government money all year. Yeah, well, if someone, <laughs> I was saying, what if someone's doing your taxes and the first question they ask you is, hey, what refund do you want to get? 
Well, then I, you know, run away, right? That, that's not necessarily gray area. That's like, yeah. So in taxes, honestly, remember, um, white area in taxes is obviously the right way to do things. Gray is where you, you haven't need to interpret some of the law, interpret some of the IRS rulings, understand how to apply in a situation. And then there's the obviously wrong tax situation, which we've seen on tax returns. And we've had situations where we had to go back and fix it. Oh, yeah. People living together in a house, married, and um, they're doing married, um, had a household double. Um, weird situations. I think we had one guy that said, uh, you know, I don't need to tell them how much my social security was. Yeah. They knew, they know. I, I had somebody <laughs> that worked for, I had a person that worked for a tax repair at, at one of those national companies. He did his own and I, I saw it and I go, how did you get these numbers? They don't add up. He goes, I just figured out what I needed at the bottom and made the numbers work. Mm-hmm. And his wife just turned white. Like her, her face just like, it was awful. Cause the reality is that it was so wrong. And they ended up, they did get audited and we tried to, we had to amend things. So it goes like this. We're talking about planning your taxes. Don't just file here in the first quarter. We're really trying to give you the idea about, Hey, what are you doing? Have you even thought about it? Because what happens is when you take that your tax things and you throw them down and you walk away, understand those questions are very important to answer and answer them properly. When they say, get me a receipt, guess what? Get a receipt. <laughs> um, one of the best things I found was a, an app that tracks my driving. Um, it tracks my mileage. And so every, every day, every week, I'll send my app, I'll update, was that business or personal? And so I'm doing that the whole year long. And at the end of the year, all of a sudden I have all my miles broken out between personal, charity, and business. And medical. And medical. Because each one of them can be deductible if you itemize. Right. Well, and then so for you, it's kind of different because you're a business owner. So your mileage gets a little... Yeah, when you add a business into it, then you can do even more tax planning, which we love doing that. That's a that's an exciting thing to help um, business owners do better by keeping more of their money with proper tax planning, not just at the end of the year saying, well, what is my number? Right, because uh, if we think about it, Brian, who, who's going to spend your money the best? Uh, Uncle Sam. Yeah, I mean, how many people <laughs> say that, right? No, nobody. <laughs> like, so, you, so. like what you want to do with your money, that's the most important thing. Yeah, that's going to be better than Uncle Sam can do with your money. I mean, Uncle Sam's going to get a portion, and they should. I believe the government needs to keep going of the services they provide, but they shouldn't get more than your proper share. You should give your portion that is within what you do with your money. Right, you know, and people that's like, oh, we shouldn't pay any taxes. That's you know, that makes no sense to me. Like, how how'd you get anywhere today? Did you drive on a road? Yeah. <laughs> like, did you stop at a traffic light? Like. Yeah, I, I mean, from the police to the to emergency services, that somebody has to pay. They need money for that. Um, I mean, we can argue about the government spending, where it goes, but um, there are essential services, no doubt about it. Right. And then the rest of the money, the more that you are able to keep, the more that you could give to your charities, you know, to your family, whatever you want to do with your money. Like, that's the important part here. But if you're just piling those papers down at the end of the year, I have no clue what I did. Then you're you're going to get a result that you know I don't like. Surprises. Or if you just don't take time to get ready before you go, that I think you need to spend some time. What I mean by that is throughout the year, like in 2023, you should have had a 2023 folder that you put everything into, so that you don't forget about it later. Because trying to recreate the history is very very hard. So what happens is this. Yes, the show's called Winning in Retirement. Now, that's a goal for all of us, is to win in your retirement years. But guess what? You need to win today. You got to win the the game today. You got to win during your lifetime. Because if you pay less taxes, guess who gets to keep it? You do. 
and that will be able to be there to help you for your retirement. Because we know the best part of retirement is about getting your time back, where you decide how to use it. Before retirement, your time is tied up with other commitments, you know, mainly your job. A lot of that goes away in retirement years. Your time is now consumed by things that you want to do. It's so easy to begin winning in retirement. Go to our website at acresfinancialgroup.com. Scroll to the schedule a meeting section and let us know you'd like to schedule your free consultation with one of our team of advisors. That's acresfinancialgroup.com or you can call us at 833-WIN-RETIRE. That's 833-W-I-N-R-E-T-I-R-E. We'll give you a call on Monday to schedule your free in-person or Zoom meeting. Go to acresfinancialgroup.com or call us at 833-946-7384 to start planning for your retirement now. What is your tax bracket? Do you know? We'll discuss this when we return. You're listening to a pre-recorded show. Welcome back to Winning in Retirement. Call 833-WIN-RETIRE now to schedule a visit with Brian and his team and begin winning in retirement. Once again, here's Brian Akers. Welcome back to Winning in Retirement. I'm your host, Brian Akers, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner from Akers Financial Group. And today we brought in Alex Monk, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner, also from Akers Financial Group, Accounting Major, and a person that we've learned to love over the years, or grown to love. Um, how do you feel about this, Alex? Mr. Alex um, yeah. I mean, people that love me really love me. Yeah. Well, but, you know. Nice. And some people laugh at your jokes, some don't. Some don't. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the idea is this. It's not about any of that. It's about do you know what you're talking about, and do you take care of our clients? And the answer is yes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my thing. I get jacked up doing the right thing. But comes to taxes, I think this is one of your... your uh, like if you're, if you're pitching pitching baseball to you and you're hitting a home run, you have a home run spot. It's my wheelhouse. Yeah. Now I know that you have a special thing in your history as a child, and that was when when the iron was it the Ironbirds or, or uh, yeah Ripken Stadium when Ripken Stadium opened up. You were the pitcher to Kyle Ripken on that that opening day, right? That's why that's the peak of my in my athletic career for sure. <laughs> did you throw a fastball at him? Well, well, not at him. Yeah, like I did like this interview with the the newspaper, and they're like. Emerton boy throws Cal Ripken Jr. a curve. And really, like, I was just trying not to hit the guy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the coolest thing is you threw a ball to the new owner of the Baltimore Orioles. Partial owner, sorry. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yes, it's beginning of February 2024, and this show is about taxes. Plan your taxes, don't just file. The reason I want to bring up all these things is this. Imagine that planning and taxes should be a conversation not where you walk in and dump it and run out the door, where you upload and just um, get your number. Make sure you're getting information back and forth. Make sure you answer the questions that they ask. Um, the process at the tax preparing company we have, um, that's a separate company called Daniel Allen Taxes, they gather information through uploads or people bringing it in, and then they look at it, review, and then they come up with more and more questions. They also, um, most of the time for Acres clients, they run by run them by us to see if there's any other things we can do before you hit that send button, you know? You know, if your accountant's not asking you any questions... Yeah. There's a huge problem because <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, W twos you got two. All right, you're done. It might right? be simple if you got two W twos, but you need to make sure 
just ask them the questions. I yeah. mean, it, even if it's just, you know, a young kid, like, hey, did you go to school? Did you do this? Did you do that? Do you live at your parents? You know, all these different things. Right. And then maybe you have to talk to their parents. Especially you're taking a deduction as a, as a person, but your parents are also taking your deduction. Right. Not and then you work. get into this whole, like, uh, who filed first? Who got the refund? Uh, yeah. You know, but there's a lot of different ways because everybody's scenario is super different. There's no, like, there's no magic bullet out there. Like you said, Brian, you got to put in a little bit of time, right? Like, remember what you did. Absolutely. Now, this quarter, the second quarter, we're talking about, we're beginning our talk on something called tax bracket. And so my question to you is, do you know what your tax bracket is? Alex Monk's going to try to explain tax brackets, and we're going to try to just give you the idea of, ta- of why it's important and understand some tax bracket language. Yeah, so you know, like, uh, like, st- like p- picture steps, right? Yep. Um, and these steps, uh, they're like at a park, like a natural park, where yeah. sometimes you can go up one step with one leg. Sometimes you got to make that awkward, like, double step. Yeah. That's like being in a tax bracket. Sometimes right? the step's huge. You need to climb up and grab it. And right. Sometimes you got to have that railing. Uh, and you need to know where that is, right? So the the brackets, 0, 10, 12, you know, that's all fine, right? And then yeah. you go to 22. So it goes from 12% of federal tax bracket to 22, almost like a, a cliff, right? That's yeah. a 10% increase. That's a jump. It's almost a doubler. It, it actually sure feels like it, and it is, right? Um, so, and other things happen at that tax bracket. Like there's all these like different type of shadow calculations. One of those is called capital gains. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the 12% bracket, you might pay zero on your capital gains, wow. which is a massive deal. So that's zero to 15 on your, your rate there for capital gains. And people are always like, so it's the capital gains included in my income but it's not if I don't go over a certain level. So it's it's a strange calculation, yeah, to say the least. But it's a, it's a huge deal, right? Absolutely. Because if you're planning to take a big gain, you need to know what's that going to do to my overall taxes? Is it going to jump my Medicare? Is it going to do all these different things? Yeah. And plan for it appropriately. Um, you know, if it's a huge windfall, you can't. Then you got to do what you can. Yeah, yeah I, when I'm thinking about what you're saying, I'm thinking about like for 2023, that's the return we're doing now. And so there's some things we can do to help our 2023 taxes, but you need to know your 23 taxes so that you can then also plan better in 24 with your taxes. So knowing your bracket. Now, the bracket comes off something called taxable income. What is the difference between gross income and taxable income? So your taxable income is after all your deductions. All right. And that's standard or itemized. Whichever you qualify for, which you should check them both ways because they have impacts on your state return. Can you explain that a little bit more? Um, So uh, when they changed the tax code, a lot of people didn't qualify for itemized deductions. Because they back in 2000, the Tax Cut Jobs Act of 2017 affected 18 tax returns. And most people do standard deduction now because they combine the standard deduction and your exemptions all together. Right. So now it's a bigger number. Yeah. Uh, and, and they limited other things in that deduction. So a lot of people don't necessarily qualify for that. Um, but what it does is it has a big impact on your state taxes. Right. Because your state taxes are going off of how did you do your deductions on your federal tax? Yeah. And so, so if you have, if you, Build your itemize. So one reason to track all those itemization expenses is just to see if you qualify. And if you do qualify on the state, you might take standard for federal too and then 
before you know it, you overall make more money. So that's running your tax return twice. Yeah. Which is a standard procedure by by people that work with um, taxes on an everyday basis. Yep, just to see what's the net benefit to the client. Absolutely. So that's a tax bracket. So we're talking about 12 to 22. Now, just give me a rough number. What's the high end of oh, for taxable income on a 12% bracket for last year's taxes, for 23 taxes? It's roughly 190 or no, what, eight, 90. It's 90. And then in that bracket. That's for go, Mary. That bracket for Mary is 90. And so for single, is it half of that? Roughly half, 44 and change. All right. So the hard part is a lot of people file single and then they don't really realize that if you have a $50,000 a year job, $60,000 a year job, after deductions, you're, you're right near jumping that next bracket. So any other income, you're kicking to another bracket. Right. So imagine you had a part-time job and they didn't know yeah. that you had other income. Like their payroll software has no clue. Yeah. That's why people with multiple jobs, many times they owe taxes because no one's taking tax out. And people don't really realize they can tell this employer they want taxes taken out. You can tell them, hey, $25 out every week I work, 100 bucks every out every time I get paid. You can make them take taxes out, and that's what you have to do, especially if you have multiple jobs, because they usually think you're a, one job, and they won't take out enough tax. Yeah, the payroll software just assumes that this is all the money you're going to make the whole year. It also happens when you have one spouse making a lot, and the other one making a little bit or working part-time. All of a sudden, um, one makes enough that gets us into the next brackets or so, and the other one's making enough where they wouldn't be, and they get 2% taken out, and they really should have had 24 30% taken out. That happens always, way too often. I've seen that one so many times. And then it, then you get into like that weird contention right between people. You see them. Like you can see in the conference room, they're like, they look at each other like, why, you know, but it's just. I told you to take more tax out. <laughs> it's just something you got to talk about, right? So you don't run into these big, oh. Yes, yeah, so imagine planning. Uh, you walk into a financial planner's office and then I think they should always look at tax returns. If they're not, I don't think they're doing much planning. The taxes are a big deal. If you think about our money, it goes out the door. Taxes and insurance, that's half our money. It just feels like that's running out the door and then we got to live off the rest. I want more money to keep. I don't know how you can invest somebody's money without looking at their taxes. It's just crazy to me. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm thinking the laws are making fiduciaries actually look at people's information in a greater detail than said, hey, what kind of income you make? You need to know about their tax returns and see the effects of what you're what they're doing to your tax returns. So you can see how it flows in and try to keep your income at the proper levels. Now, tax planning at the higher levels is really incredibly important. Now, explain when someone jumps from 24 to 32. What are the numbers like there, Monk? So on the top of the 24 bracket, we're at 364. Yeah. And then you go 364 to 462, you're in the you know 32 bracket. Then you start running up. The highest bracket right now is 37. Is that correct? Yep. Now, 37 doesn't mean that's all the federal taxes you pay. Once you get above 250000 they've added a 38 uh, like an investment tax? Sir tax. It's like when you get knighted. Yeah, okay. Make enough money, you're sir tax. <laughs> and um, <laughs> now most brackets, as you move up, only the, the dollar above the bracket gets taxed at the new rate, but there are there is some alternative minimum tax and some other things in this thing or you have to sort of know, and that's when you need to bring um, tax experts as part of your financial planning team is tax experts, financial planners, advisors, money managers, all brought together. And that's what we do at Acres Financial Group is we, we bring it all together. Yep. And we help you do it throughout the year. Like I like to meet with people in November and I'm like, hey, how much money did you make this year? Yeah. What can we do now? 
Right. So when they come here in January and we're trying to plan 23, there are only a few things you can do. And one of them is maybe an IRA deduction, right? Maybe. You have the April 15th on that and that's it. Maybe you can um, look at your business and try to make sure you took all the right deductions. You can research the information. Um, when someone's itemizing, um, I like them to then look at every expense. Um, do you work for a charity? Do you volunteer for a charity? All that mileage, you get a little bit of money for that. And if you're already deducting or itemized, you might as well add more there. Yeah. And then we you know we help people giving the right way is always a big deal. And then we'll touch on more of that later. But like the smartest way to give your money to your charities. It's a yeah. big deal. There's a lot of choices. A lot of it has to do with your unique financial fingerprint. Taxes is a part of it. Plan your taxes. Don't just file. That's the name of this show. Understand the premise is this. Hey, are you turning your taxes in, dropping them off, or are you going to have a conversation with a tax person? Now, we think you ought to sit down and talk to a tax person at least when you pick them up or when you drop them off, you should have a conversation. Now, a lot of tax people like you to upload, download, so they can take a quick look and then get your questions. So that's more efficient for them, so they can get it done quicker and keep the fees low. The idea is this. Acres Financial Group, everything is about you. And what we mean is that is this. You know, if you need to redo your taxes, you can redo them and actually amend three years back. And if there was a mistake that we find, you can fix it and get your refund. Beyond that, still makes sense to file and amend and fix things. You might not get the refund, but when you correct the, the IRS information, they might stop taking money out of your pay because they understand that, oh, you're caught up now. Getting your taxes right and filed properly is very, very important. And that's why at Acres Financial Group, we do affiliate with our, our company, Daniel Allen Tax, um, Daniel Allen, A-L-A-N Tax. And that, that website's DanielAllenTax.com. Check that website out and get to know um, some other people here at Acres Financial Group that um, work at that separate company, Daniel Allen Tax. Taxes are all part of this unique financial fingerprint. It's not about us. It's about you. So give us a call at Acres Financial Group for 833-WHEN-RETIRE. Schedule an in-person or Zoom meeting with one of our team of advisors. That's 833-WHEN-RETIRE or 833-946-7384. Two years till the current tax law sunset. Should you pay more taxes now? We'll explain in a moment. You're listening to a pre-recorded show. Welcome back to Winning in Retirement. Call 833-WIN-RETIRE now to schedule a visit with Brian and his team and begin winning in retirement. Once again, here's Brian Akers. Hey, indeed. Welcome back to Winning in Retirement. I'm Brian Akers from Akers Financial Group. Here with me today is Alex Monk. He is a certified financial planner practitioner and been with Akers Financial Group 13 years He's here with me today on the show like he's been for years now. <laughs> you know, plan your taxes. Don't just file is our topic. Um, Alex, I know puzzles and and figuring out what's best for a client and getting them more money now and more money later is all about planning and making sure for a lifetime people pay less than they currently would be. And so this topic for this quarter is two years till the current law sunset. Should you pay more taxes now? What are your thoughts and what's your thesis on this comment? Absolutely. <laughs> I, <laughs> so one of my biggest pet peeves is paying too much tax. Like it drives me nuts when people just don't do the right thing and they pay too much tax. Yeah. So I always want to look at it like, you know, that's what people say they love about me, right? I love that you do the tax planning, Alex. 
At least that's what I hear. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, do you make them write a list of what they love about you? Is that part of well, the interview? I can, just, I can glean these things in our conversation. <laughs> no, oh, but like, that's the way I like to structure things, right? And and a lot of times, some people want to go like you know way deep in the weeds, and I can I can make your eyes roll back with tax code stuff. But some people are just like, I'm so happy you're looking at my taxes too. Yeah, because paying taxes now is a good thing. What I found is the more successful people are. And they work so hard for their money and their wealth. They don't want to keep giving more and more because it always seems like you hit another bracket, another bracket, and there's more taxes going out. And if you get half of it to bring home, you feel lucky. <laughs> and in some states, if you get if you keep forty five percent, you you feel like well, okay, I, I made some through. And so the idea of tax planning is truly trying to pay less taxes now. The Tax Cut and Job Act of two thousand seventeen lowered tax brackets across the board down. In other words, 15% is now 12%, 25 became 24, even the 28% bracket between 24, and then the highest bracket back then was 39.6, and that dropped to 37. So the, that was a good thing that the brackets changed, and when they changed the brackets and lowered it, it made the effective rate, since that law was passed, to be the lowest in in the general last 30, 40 years on a consistent basis for federal tax. Now, people would say, well, my deductions change. I can't take a SALT deduction. What's the SALT deduction? So that's your state and local taxes on your itemization. Um, yeah. So, you know, in states like Maryland, it can hurt you a little bit where if you're a high income earner, you might pay a lot of Maryland taxes. Right. If you have a big house, you might have big property or taxes. Multiple houses. You're you're limited to a ten thousand cap on your state local and real estate tax. So what I've found <laughs> that overall, you know, we're paying about two, three percent less. Yeah. And right now we're at historically some of the best <laughs> rates that we've ever seen. Yeah, the high high income you might be about one to two percent less, depending on um how you're doing your corporations, your S Corps and other pieces. But gen- or if you have real estate, you might be in a lot better shape. Real estate has a great twenty percent profit, and then the whole the whole the whole tax special qualified um, business profit is a good that deal QBI, under certain yeah. under certain limits. is really incredible for business owners, and people don't understand that showing a profit right now is a good thing to run to run some profit out of your companies onto the return. Yeah. Uh- and that's a weird thing to hear. Like you hear all these tax commercials. Oh, we'll get you the biggest refund. We guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a, I'm telling people, hey, we're going to pay as much tax as we possibly can in your current tax bracket this year. Yeah, and they look at me and they're like, what? Well, so the idea is this: if we can pay tax at a twelve percent and get it into your pockets or get into a tax free vehicle and let it grow tax free and never pay tax again, you're a long term winner. Absolutely. So how, this planning of getting that money into tax-free vehicles means you got to pay tax now unless you use special exceptions such as HSA where you can do a little game of pre-tax and never tax. Very, the very few other things can can do that. But the idea of getting this money, paying it, and and getting tax-free later can fit for some clients. And that's when we got to identify that and say, hey, this is what's best for you. This is going to make you not pay taxes on this portion of your money. Yeah, and so a lot of people that I meet with, and I know you get a lot of them too, they have a lot of money pre-tax. Yep. Which means to get that money, 
You got to pay tax. It's not all their money. So there's if they're a 401k millionaire or multimillionaire, if it's $4 million in there and all of a sudden you're going to be in the 40% taxes, that's $1.6 million that Uncle Sam and the local state gets. Right. So like what I do with people is like, okay, let's find that Medicare limit. Or, you know, if you have pensions, whatever you got going on, depends different people, different different income targets. But a lot of times it's the Medicare limit. Yep. Because right, we jump that and it's- Irma. Yeah, old Irma comes in, slaps yeah. your hand with a ruler, and your Medicare basically doubles. Um, you know what? What absolutely that equals thirty six hundred bucks per person per year, yeah. something like that. Uh, it, it goes from one seventy four a month all the way up to like five hundred and some dollars a month max on Medicare per person. So we're talking a couple that was paying three thirty four or three thirty eight, and then all of a sudden they're paying over a thousand a month if they had too much income. And so we've had to file some exceptions through SS40 and a bunch of other forms for people trying to make sure they don't pay too much on a one-year type of income bump that got them too high. Yeah. And so and if you're listening, you're like, well, you know, I don't want to take it out right now. I want to let it grow tax-free, you know, all that. But what we have is a problem down the road when you have to start taking the money out. It's a snowball going downhill. If you don't pay the tax and you invest properly and grow the money, as the wall gets bigger and bigger and bigger, someone's going to, they're going to want to take tax out on that money some point in time. And at 73, 75 is when that comes to, to um, fruition where you have to pay the tax. You got to do it. And then people are like, well, Alex, I'll just convert it to Roth. No, no, no. No, you can't do that. You have to take out your required minimum and then you could convert it to Roth. Yeah, above. Yeah. yeah so then you're already, you know, miles high in your tax bracket. I, I mean, I see people, it's like, congratulations, you're going to turn 75 this year and your income's going to be higher than it's ever been in your entire life. Yeah. A lot of those are great savers. I mean, we have a lot of clients that are wonderful savers. They put money away. They still have their first dollar saved. The hardest part is it's all growing. In some cases, it's not growing tax free. Now, we try early and often, the younger the people are, we start them in the Roth, going the Roth side, Roth option, Roth, Rothification, cash value life insurance, trying to find tax-free ways to build up some wealth so that you have buckets of money later in life that's not going to hammer you. That means you might pay tax now. And with the way this, this tax is sunset in two years, so in 2026, our brackets are going back up the way they were in 2017. That's what the law is now. Yes, the law could change, could get better, could get worse. But we know our taxes now. Sometimes you, if you know the taxes, you pay it now and never again. I mean, I, I hate the unknown, right? Like it's yeah. terrifying. And then you have all this speculation and all that. But I would say that when they change the tax code compared to now, we have more debt as a country. Agreed? Yeah, we have more debt every second we've been talking. Right. <laughs> so, so that's pretty clear. So we can assume yeah. that they're going to at least need to keep taxes the same. As interest rates rise, which means more money going out the door for paying for the debt, um, it's just a matter of fact that they have to get more money. Some, some way. Some way. Some way, somehow. Absolutely. It's an election year in 2024, so there's going to be a lot of talk about lowering things. Um, the reality is, could they really? Have they really addressed the, the really large issues down the road? Uh, um, it's a give and take thing. Um, there is ways to grow, th grow us out of things. It's all, all about economics. Taxes are a part of it. Problem is, you have to apply it to you and to your unique financial fingerprint of what is best for you and your, and your family. I like the idea of retiring with choices. Imagine you have a choice. I have a liquid fund that's taxable. I have a tax-free fund that I can get money out anytime I want, no tax. And I might have some pre-tax because I want to get those special deductions back during my working years. 
Um, so having multiple choices in retirement is a great way to be. Sad part, most people only have one bucket. They usually don't have multiple. Yeah, and so this year's going to be kind of interesting, Brian, for people that, you know, it's kind of been uh, the heyday where you didn't have any interest income for a long time. And now people are going to have interest income. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, a good bit of My worst case was I had this client last year who's rolling all his CDs, and he has a lot of money in CDs. And uh, I was explaining how tax-free bonds would be a lot better for him. And I, I ran his bottom line. If you pick up another 200000 of interest this year, all of a sudden, how much pushes everything up higher? And I ran his tax number, and he goes, he just, just stared at it for a while. <laughs> we did some tax-free inv- investments for him. <laughs> so like that's the thing with interest income. Like, yeah, hey, great. I'm so happy you're making five percent or whatever on your bank money and all your CDs. But interest income is the worst type of income you can ever have. Uh, so I was one client, very successful couple. Um, they receive inheritance. He's still working. He's at the highest income of his life. And I, I basically explained to them that he needs to Roth out his work, pay tax now, even at the highest of his life, because when we take all the savings, all the inheritance, all this money that have accumulated, they're going to stay at this high bracket well into their 80s at minimum. And I was explaining that if brackets stay the same, you should do a Roth because if brackets stay the same, why not be tax-free? If brackets are going to go up, obviously you should do a Roth. But he didn't have any Roth at all when I first met him. So now we're building a Roth side. Roth is a tax. You pay tax now, never again. So even at the highest brackets, Roth has worked. So do you ever get the question, I get this sometimes, well, I heard they're going to take Roth away. Yeah. I said they might. And, and whenever they vote that in, typically they have grandfathered laws in and, and you keep what you have there. You just can't do any more of it. It's like um, if they change the, the rules of the game, we readdress what we're doing and we build from there. We might not be able to do any more Roth. So, so the, I think the opposite. Let's say they're going to take it away in 26. Hey, you got two years to do a Roth. Better do it now. Right. I, I mean, Let's I get in a hurry and get those Roths done. Fund your Roth IRA. You got to April 15th. Let's get money in there. As much as possible. Pay the tax now. And then down the road, you know, that $100,000 car doesn't cost you one hundred fifty. Absolutely. If you put ten fifty thousand in, it's worth 100000 It's all Roth. It's tax-free. Um, did the car really cost you fifty? Or, or <laughs> It's nice. It's a lot, lot, lot better way of thinking about your money when it's tax-free, which is nice. But you got to pay some tax now. So this quarter was all about understanding that tax laws are changing on January 1st of 2026. The tax brackets are going up and a few other things will change. And we need to pay more tax now in some cases. Understand if that applies to you. Make sure you sit down with one of the people at Acres Financial Group. Because we're local, we're independent. We don't report to a big company on Wall Street or a big company in Iowa. We report to you. We do have offices in Lutherville and Farstow, and we meet clients all around the Mid-Atlantic region. Uh, we have regional spots we meet with people. Uh, we'd love to sit down and talk with you or have a Zoom call with you and get to know what's going on in your situation and see how we can add value. Just go ahead and give us a call and schedule your free consultation with one of our team of advisors. Call us at 833-WHEN-RETIRE. That's 833-W-I-N-R-E-T-I-R-E. We'll give you a call on Monday to schedule a free in-person or Zoom meeting. Go to acresfinancialgroup.com or call us at 833-946-7384 to start planning for your retirement now. What can you do to increase your refund? We'll talk about that in a moment. 
You're listening to a pre-recorded show. Welcome back to Winning in Retirement. Call 833-WIN-RETIRE now to schedule a visit with Brian and his team and begin winning in retirement. Once again, here's Brian Akers. Welcome back to Winning in Retirement. Yeah, the radio podcast put on by Akers Financial Group. We welcome you to go to our website, AkersFinancialGroup.com. That's A-K-E-R-S financialgroup.com. I can't spell financial, so that's good luck with that. There's a lot of eyes in that word. I'll just stay away. All right, so that's Alex Monk on the microphone. He's here with us today. Also a certified financial planner practitioner. Being a CFP is something that's very valuable to us. It means we put in the work to get to become a CFP. We also, each year, um, have our things we sign about being a, an ethical fiduciary for our clients. There's a process of being doing planning and that's how we do business. That is different than a salesperson, different than someone who has a product and they're pushing one product to you. Understand the difference in a CFP. So you can sit down with one of our CFPs here at Acres Financial Group. Not We have a bunch of CFPs at Acres Financial Group and I have a few, a bunch of them taking classes, which is nice. Right. Like, so if you're meeting with your guy and everything he says sounds too good to be true. <laughs> yeah. Then it is. <laughs> I was going to ask where you're going with that. We don't have time for that. We got, this is the fourth quarter. We got we to gotta finish the game. We got to win the game here in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter is a great time to really focus on what we've covered and understand what we're trying to accomplish. This quarter is about this question. What can you do to increase your refund? Now, there might be advertisements out there to say, oh, look, we'll, get you, we'll guarantee you the highest refund. Uh, that's a tough thing to promise because you're not going to add to someone's refund. You just got to make sure you ask all the right questions to get the best refund. That's all I can think of, right? I have no clue how they guarantee that. Yeah. Like it's just impossible. But what a perfect thing to guarantee. Yeah. Something you can't check. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the hard part, it's like uh, when people come into us and they bring, we ask for three years of tax returns in the the back the ones that you already filed three years ago. And we bring those in and look at them because we compare them to what you tell us. And then we look at them to see if there's any way to save you more money to increase your refund. Now, Alex, have you seen situations where you've been able to help clients that do that? Oh, I mean, all the time. So when they come in for a second meeting, I, they'll be sitting there talking and I'm just pouring through their tax returns. And I'm asking them questions like, what is this from? What happened here? Yep. Who died? You know, what did you buy a house? Did you know what happened here? And a lot of times they're like, Oh, my accountant didn't, you know, he didn't talk about this or didn't do that. And I'm like, Well, yeah, I can get if you get your taxes amended and it costs you, you know, a couple hundred bucks, this is how much money you're gonna get back mm-hmm. just because it was done wrong. Real simple things recently was uh, we we're talking about they've been putting twenty five hundred bucks per kid into their Maryland five two nine plans, and I'm looking at the state return. I said did you tell your accountant that I mean, they never asked? I said, well, that's a deduction, about 190 per the $2,500 deposit. So we can save 800, 1200 bucks just by, by amending your Maryland and getting that piece. That was a simple thing about 529 using the Maryland plan, knowing it's deductible, going back. Because honestly, if you gave money like five years ago, you can go back and amend that. You won't get the refund. But if you gave a lot of money to a 529, it actually carries forward into other years. So knowing your facts and applying them, extremely important. Right. And that, that's where, you, you know, we were talking earlier about your fair share. Like the state is not going to come knock on your door and give you a check. 
Oh, Alex, you forgot the 529 deduction. I don't believe that's a cross-check that they're going to come back with. Absolutely. They might not. say your 1099 didn't match and you get some more money. But generally, these I, I love you letters from the IRS two years after you file are normally asking for more money, more, usually more information. We usually don't panic with those. Uh, we t- work with the accounting firms. Uh, the one we have locally with that in our offices and the other ones, we work with them. We talk about, all right, this is what really happened. Here's all of our data. Here's all of our proof. So we can prove it was properly rolled over, things are properly done. Right, because there's some things that you have to tell on your tax return. It's not going to be shown anywhere else. Yeah. Did you donate? Did you drive to charity? Like all these things. Uh, yeah. Like they don't, the government doesn't check your Facebook to see if you don't, you know, spent time with charities. Like you need to tell them. I had this wonderfully brilliant lawyer. I mean, she's amazing. Um, and the hardest part was she didn't have time for her accountant. I mean, like just didn't have time for it. And so I said, so let me look at them and see what's going on. And, and she was doing a backdoor IRA, which is a great thing to do. Um, the problem was the accountant didn't do any of the work, any of the paperwork to make it a backdoor Roth. Backdoor Roth backdoor Roth is a great concept for those that have too high of income to make a Roth contribution. If you don't have an IRA, you can put money in that's not deductible. You got to track the cost basis, and then you convert it into the Roth, and you've got money landing in your Roth. Um, but I mean, it was a case where not because she didn't understand, not because she wasn't smart enough to understand. It was just she didn't have time. And the accountant and then the financial person she was working with then just didn't communicate together. So understanding your team needs to communicate. Your uh, financial advisor should talk to your accountant. We think they should. We think the accountant should talk to the financial advisor and say, hey, anything go on this last year? We have CPAs call us all the time. Hey, what happened with them? And uh, one one thing is QCDs, right? That's the one, you know, it's called qualified charitable deduction, right? And yeah. I think it's just magic. I mean, it's just one of the best things I've ever seen on a tax return. Yeah, that's for anybody over 70 and a half. You have the ability to use your pre-tax qualified IRA money only to give the charity and lower your top line income. I can't tell you the number of people that walk through the store that, for the first time. And I'm like, oh, so you, this is where you go to church, this, you know, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And you give money, don't you? Right. Yep. Standard deduction. And they're taking money out of their IRA. Yeah. So the QCD lets you send that money directly from the IRA to the charity. Yep. No one pays tax. And so the idea for the whole show today has been plan your tax, don't just file. This is a, these are great examples of how to increase your refund with what you're already doing. What, what you're already doing. Understanding that questions like, oh, uh, you're, you're retiring, you're going to volunteer more. Track your mileage. Uh, if you're going to donate things to the charity you're working with, you, get, you could build up enough deduction through those donations, especially if you're single. Yeah, I mean, definitely. If you're single and you own a house, there's property taxes, state taxes. Right. If you give away five, ten grand, I mean, then you're right in the wheelhouse. You're getting up to that itemization bracket, and before you know it, you can deduct mileage where you're being a leader of a charity. If you're a basketball coach, let's say, you can deduct your mileage to be a basketball coach if you're not getting paid. So if you're a volunteer position, you can do it. If you're getting paid, you can't do both. It's not, it's not charity when you're getting paid, right? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, charity stripe. There's so many things we could go down that sports <laughs> sports rabbit. All right. So the idea to increase your refund. All right. So Alex, um, someone comes in and they ideas for increasing my refund. I always ask them, hey, are you a business owner? And then through the business owner, or do they have a business on the side? Or do they have a hobby where they're actually going to craft fairs on weekends trying to sell things? And I'm like, that's a business when did you're you trying to sell. Did you get a 1099 NEC? Like, yes. did you deliver five things from Instacart? Yeah. Magic. 
Say that again? Like if Instacart. I have this one client, he's, yeah. I don't know. I think he does Instacart for fun. Okay. It's where they go shopping for other people. Yeah, they're a private shopper. Yeah. Okay. And, but know, he gets a 1099 for doing it. He gets a 1099. So that goes right to his return, other income, and no deductions, fully taxable, nothing. Painful. Yeah. But, you know, luckily he's a client of ours yeah. and knows that that's a business. Yeah, and we can run a, a retirement plan against it or some other things, right? Yeah, but yeah, we can offset most of that income very simply. Uh, oh, one of the things I found recently is these companies converting people from W-2 employees to 1099, and then they give them the same money. And then they come in and we say, oh, what happened here? Oh, I'm 1099, I still get the same money. I said, well, no, you don't. are you handling that extra 12.56% besides federal and state? What's that? And so we have to teach this new business owner, when you get 1099, you're a business owner, what their options are. Yeah, and so like if that ever happens, you know, I always try to negotiate. Well, if you're going to pay me 1099, you need to pay me 20% more. Absolutely. Or or even higher. You divide that number by 12.56 minimum. Right. So um, like you take yeah, that'll it, give you a raise difference, I think. Sorry, yeah. my math might be off right there. If you yeah. divide it, it goes back, uh, no, carry yeah. the one. I think you weren't carrying the one there. No, 12.56 <laughs> is the social security portion of self-employed. Um, and that percentage of that income. So that's like 1256 bucks every 10,000 that just goes to the FICA Social Security that um, if you were employed, um, the employer would pay half, pay half and you would only pay 7.65. Yeah. So it's a 5% increase. And then and then usually on 1099, no one's withholding. So before you know it, you owe. This is how a lot of people get deep in debt. When and I've had emergency room doctors flip from W-2 to 1099. Oh, oh that's that, brutal. Because they're like, I got a raise. Well, check it they're out. They're working 90 hours a week, and, and somebody else is cashing their check. They don't know what's going on. They got no clue. Until the IRS comes in and goes, hey, you owe 75000 And like, for, to what? <laughs> what do you mean? I got a raise, and I have a new car. But that's the thing. It's like if you – Yeah. Like why I like meeting with people in January, too. It's like we can get more money into your retirement plan if we just go up 2% today. Yeah. If we go up 2% in December, the year's over. Yeah, so imagine this. You need to plan your taxes. Don't just file. So for 23, there's a few things you can do to help your 23 taxes, but you can do a lot for your 2024 taxes. And that begins with a conversation with a financial advisor that brings taxes to the forefront of your conversation and leads you down a path of what do you want to accomplish? What do you want, to, want it to look like? And do you want to keep more of your own money? Absolutely. And, and that way I can give you a... A, a real answer on what to do with your money. Like, yeah. why do we hold certain things in different accounts? It's because of the taxation. And if your guy's not asking you that, mm -hmm. you need to do something different. That's why owning stocks in your taxable account makes sense because of qualified dividends or less taxes, capital gains or less taxes. Understanding how they all work together is pretty nice. Um, when you have a CD and a CD pays you interest, it's ordinary income, full tax bracket. If you're getting a dividend, you'd actually pay less tax on the same same amount of money, or potentially zero. So if we yeah. just structure your investments to have the right yeah. the right stuff in the right accounts, mm -hmm. it can save you huge money. All right, so we wish you the very best during the 2023 filing season. I'm sorry, I should <laughs> laugh at that. Some of you are excited because you can't wait to get that refund. Hey, don't pay someone to get you a refund faster. Uh, if you if file electronically, you should see your refund quickly. If you file by paper, it's going to be slow. So understand that. Buy electronically if you want to see your refund quickly. Don't pay anybody to give you a refund faster. It's not worth it. It's like yeah, a, it's yeah. a high-end loan. It's a payday loan. No, thank you. Brutal loan, yeah. So there's certain habits you got to understand, and that is this. File, plan your taxes. Don't just file. 
And one way, one way to do that is give us a call at Acres Financial Group so we can um, help you with your personal finances. Right, Alex? Absolutely. It's what we do. All right. It was a good show. One went quick. We wish everybody the best here in February. Try to finish out the winter and begin the tax season. Um, wish you the very best with that. Thank you for listening to our show. You can always go to our website, acresfinancialgroup.com, and find out more and listen to past shows. Go to any um, podcast vehicle, and you can um, check out Winning in Retirement and, and listen to our shows and get to know us, and then come meet with us. That free meeting is yours. All you got to do is give us a call or go to our website, acresfinancialgroup.com, scroll through the schedule and meeting section, and let us know you'd like to schedule that free meeting. That's acresfinancialgroup.com, or you can give us a call at 833-WIN-RETIRE. That's 833-W-I-N-R-E-T-I-R-E. We'll give you a call on Monday to schedule that free in-person or Zoom meeting with one of our team of advisors. Start planning for your retirement now. Go to our website or give us a call at 833-946-7384. Thank you for listening. I'm Brian Akers from Akers Financial Group, and we want you to be winning in retirement. You've been listening to Winning in Retirement with your host, Brian Akers of Akers Financial Group. Akers Financial Group offers securities through Arcadios Capital, an SIPC and FINRA member firm. Advisory services are provided through Arcadios Wealth. Akers Financial Group and Arcadios do not share any common ownership. Neither Arcadios nor Akers Financial Group provides tax or legal advice. Advice given on winning in retirement is general in nature, and one should seek further advice from their financial advisor, broker, attorney, and or tax accountant before investing. Be sure to read each prospectus carefully to understand all the risks associated with each investment. Examples and scenarios shared are meant to be for illustrative purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results.